Hey guys, and welcome to the Poland Technology Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder. Being a technology leader myself in Poland, I often get asked about technology here, be it technology trends, how to access Polish tech talent to build and support applications, or how can we sell our tech or service in Poland. Therefore, I created this podcast, which is targeted at tech leaders who want to learn more about Polish tech. We will interview the people who've gone through these experiences and learn from their success as well as failures. Hey guys, and welcome back to another edition of the Poland Technology Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Elizabeth, who is a business advisor in Poland. Now, Elizabeth has a lot of experience as she's lived in multiple countries. So she's going to talk to us today about Poland, a bit about the history of the country, where it is today, talk about some of the cultural differences, talks about innovation and how that's evolved, and also how current crisis with the coronavirus and how Poland is able to handle that based on its history. So welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you for having me and welcome everybody. Uh, in Poland, in Polish, my name is Elżbieta Mrozek and uh, I am a laureate of Top 500 Innovators Program, that is a scholarship program. And thanks to our government, I was able to study at Stanford University and work in one of the Silicon Valley company. So I have been working in innovation sector since 2011. I have been involved in the following areas like taking part in building the innovation ecosystem in Lower Silesia, connecting science and business representative, and working as a design thinking trainer. So currently I hold business advisory position. I conducting national and international sales of, uh, so we sell the Congress and events on the subject of innovation trends. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I have worked, studied, and lived in four different countries. That was Poland, Spain, US, obviously, and Germany. So I think I have this kind of like international outsider perspective yeah. on Polish mentality, um, and like uh, innovation sector as well. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. And why did you come back to Poland? Well, in, in the end, this is my country and I saw as well like amazing potential here. And uh, like uh, during the five years, just last five years, Poland changed like amazingly. But before we go into that uh, space on the innovation, it'd be great just to get your information on just Poland, the brief, the brief history and how we are where we are today, Elizabeth? Of course. So our history officially began in 966. It was Polish country was established, but our history was determined by our geopolitical location. So we were between two empires, Russian and Germany. And uh, our history is most of like a fighting for independence and never give up. <laughs> so to make uh, this long story short, Poland uh, lost uh, independence in 1795. And we literally vanished from the political uh, map of uh, Europe for 123 years. So 
During that time, we have Russification and Germanization. We have got two uprising uh, in 19th century, and Polish elites uh, tried to preserve the national identity, maintaining the language and culture. So, because of this, like never give up mentality, we were able to regain our independence in 1980. But we were able to enjoy our freedom uh, like for the time between two world wars. So then obviously uh, the second war came and Poland was invited again by the Germany first and Russia. And I think it's a, it's a world highlighting the uh, wartime bravery of our soldiers. And the second thing, like the, during the occupation period, we still like didn't give up and we were able to organize an underground state structure. I mean, like structure with education, with institution. So that was very strong resistant movement. And of course, without the using of modern technology, you know, to connect. So after the war, I think it's important to say that our intellectual elites were, were wiped off and lots of aircraft bombing raids destroyed many Polish cities. And especially, well, now I live in Warsaw, so especially Warsaw was ruined in 80%. Can you imagine? It's like wow. 80%. Yeah, that's just amazing. So we were able to rebuild Warsaw again into modern, vibrant business city. And that's why the, the Warsaw is called, called like a Phoenix city, right. because it's like we, <laughs> we were able to... The race. So the most, uh, I think the most important thing that really have influence or, uh, on our mentality and economy is the period after the Second World War, the so-called the Soviet Union, that we are part of the, we were part of the Soviet Union. So that was between 1945 and 1989. So that was the 44 years of imprint, uh, yeah like I said, economy and mentality. Yeah. That's the real communism so, impact. Yes. So that was like completely different world, yeah. uh, like an everyday life. That was like empty shops, long queue to get anything, lack of basic stuff, yeah. you know, food stamps. And I still remember like some like uh, food stamps and repression by Russian-oriented uh, government and police. Wow. So let's say that was a hostile environment. Yeah, I, I can imagine, <laughs> Jesus. Different times. Yes. And uh, so in the 80s, there would begin kind of like workers' strikes. That was the bottom-up social movement. It's called Solidarity. You probably heard about yeah. that. The leader was Lech Wałęsa. That was after our first post-communistic president. So the Solidarity movement gathered almost 9 million people. Wow. So that was 25 of population at that time. So that was a really kind of yeah, national movement, let's say that. The last hour, like, uh, because now we have coronavirus, but for us, like Polish people, you know, we have the last crisis in the, where we have a martial law and it was in the beginning of 80s. Okay. So there was literally like, you know, Russian tank on the streets and but, you know, it's like to, uh, to go to the su summary, we finally regain our independence during the revolutionary movement that took place in 1989. 
Not and then, America. yes. And then, like, from that time, we start building democratic government and capital market. So, actually, I think it's, uh, if we speak about the innovation, mm. it's really important to say that we were in uh, this 30 years after the revolution and now, so it's like 90s and 2020, yeah. that was like economic roller coaster. That was transitioned to, from a market economy. I mean, this transition was very painful experience <laughs> because um, post-communist government introduced a shock therapy uh, to control inflation. Our inflation uh, was in 1990, 250%. Wow. So that was huge. And then we were able to manage that in 2010%. So... As, wow. as well, I think it's important to mention uh, in 90s uh, was national privatization program was introduced okay. and larger enterprise became private. However, this process triggered many fraud practices. Mm. And in the beginning, when our kind of like business history starts, it was like coined the, the image of the businessman that is not really honest. So okay. we still have that somewhere in, in our uh, mentality. Right. So, uh, yeah, so in, during the communistic era, of course, economy was fully dominated by the Soviet Union. Hmm. And if we can summarize that, like where we came from and to like what orientation in the term of like political transformation, we came from the communism. Of course, we were part of the uh, Soviet bloc and we go to the democracy and to international orientation, like we joined NATO in 1999, and of course we became a uh, European Union in 2004. So you probably heard about the Iron Curtain. Yes. 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 So the something so uh, like you think it's something so obvious, like traveling, for example, was forbidden. So we were very like Eastern Europe oriented. Because of that, there was like no multinational community. And from that, we go to market-oriented global economy. But still, I think in our business is lack of kind of go global strategy. Yeah. Because obviously we were close and this is kind of 13 years. Okay, so, very interesting. Yeah, because that's one of some great big companies in Poland. But exactly that is why you're not more, you know, well-known Polish companies. They're starting now, definitely. But uh, there's many, a lot of big Polish companies that are well-known globally. Yes. What yes. I would expect, you know. That, yes. that, would, that would explain a lot. And I, in terms of the innovation then, do you, was, what's the impact of that communism on innovation? Was it very on difficult the, to get innovation going because of the communist uh, background? So if you allow me, I just like summarize that. Uh, okay, no problem, sorry. Before that, we have like central economic planning. Okay. And based on Soviet model without private ownership and private business. And this is very important because we didn't learn, you know, like a business. And then we go to the free market and private business. So the heritage of uh, this uh, 13 years of like the history, like the economy is, is new, it's just a 30 years. Yeah. So the negative heritage, I would say, it's, it's yeah. like low level of competitiveness and innovation. Okay. So compared to other European countries, we have no history of business intelligence and capital inherited from generation to generation. Wow. So it's bad 
because there is no knowledge, experience, and capital like passing. Yes, mm. but it's good as well because we are a little bit like tabula rasa. You know, we are flexible and ready to learn and ready to pick up trends that are like currently now. You know, that's uh, that are important. I would say because of that, we didn't learn so much like organization culture as well. And this is kind of like the phrase that Polish management is really. Tell me a bit more about that. Tell me a bit more about that phrase. Yeah, sure, sure. That's for the audience. So this will be the generalization, of course, you know, but it's kind of like a lack of interpersonal skills, uh, lack of proper care of uh, employees, uh, a bit like exploitation, a lot yes. of hierarchy. So this is not the climate for the innovation to flourish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, innovation yeah. is some completely another climate. And I can mention as well, because of this communistic time and the beginning when we start our economy, there was like a lack of everything. So we have in our mind, I think it's kind of like the scarcity. Right. So that's reflect on, for example, innovation in like the eager to take a risk, for example. So you see the downside is very little, basically. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, going back to that point about, you know, the communism and innovation, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I do, I found that, yeah. It's difficult for it's only been 30 years, and I think Poland is definitely still trying to get out of that stage with the whole innovation. Uh, how, I mean, how, how quickly is that changing now, do you find, in Poland, that whole area of innovation? Because, it, I mean, are there still very much, uh, some people very much still have that history and background and still focus on that, or do you find it's completely changed now? Yeah. Let me start. So, if I have to say about the innovation made in Poland and the yeah. state of the arts, if you ask me. So in the term of cash from the European Union fund, the structural fund, we are in Europe because we got a lot of, of this money, but it's um, yes, money from like the state, money from European Union, but mentally, the Polish Economic Institute say that we are mentally somewhere around Kiribati. So... <laughs> <laughs> And this is about the innovation. This is a paradox because right. our economy grows so fast, but there is no uh, noticeable increase in innovation. And wow. I have like prepared for you how we go fast in economic growth. Yeah, great. Um, Take it like, Yeah. So the people who write, uh, who see Poland from outside, they say that, like they say, what's happened in Poland between this, in this, with him, sorry, in these yeah. 13 years is difficult to grasp because now we're developing faster than the entire European Union. And we have a stable economic growth from, from 1989, Polish economy became almost three times larger. Wow. So economic uh, uh, growth rate remains one of the highest in European Union and reached 3.5% in the last quarter of 2019. So since we joined European Union in 2004, our GDP GDP grew by 50%. So this is kind of huge, but because of, I think because of the mentality, 
because of the, the, the this uh, in, in, uh, what we took from communism, uh, it's difficult to put this into into innovation. But we are we are on the way. We are on the way. So I would mention that what is important is how the talented people actually are like treated or because in the in the communistic era the state was hostile to the, to the citizen so there was a lot of waste of talent and while i was working uh, connecting science and business like in the starting like 2011 2012 there was a lot of scientists innovators who during the communistic era had no chance to make a career and they were well educated with good ideas mm. but there was no like a structure that can push you yeah. and uh, found you and you know like promote you so like i checked something about the global talent competitiveness index from 2019 and we are just in the 44 place wow. so that's yeah. um yeah yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, yeah, but that you know, mm-hmm. you have it's that history and how I mean, thirty years is still a very small period in time, and to see where Poland has come from in that short period of time is it's amazing. It's incredible. Exactly. And exactly. This this just I already mentioned Ken about the organization culture because of that yeah. and uh, this lack of global strategy. You know. Mm-hmm. And, you know what also so- impressed me as well was. You know, when, when you look at the other Eastern European countries that also joined the EU, mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers out of Poland are far superior to these countries. Mm-hmm. I always wonder why, you know, Poland has advanced so much more than the other Eastern European countries. Have you any opinion on that? Why that's the case? It's, um, I think it's because of that we, we were coping like a nation with extreme challenging situation all the time. Right. And... Because of that, we learn, I think, how to manage that, navigate that. And uh, for a long time, we, we were uh, not have like possibility to actually like rise and shine. And now it's uh, the um, environment start to be more, um, how to say, like uh, supporting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as well, I think uh, why I have to come back to our uh, structure of population and a little bit about the mentality so our population is 40 million and if we see population in productive age 20 24 64 the middle class is 54 percent 54 percent and if we came to like upper class is 16% and lower class is 30%. And if we want to characterize this group is being part of the middle class is strongly related to education is 26% of people hold university diploma. So this is kind of like excellent for the uh, investor. This is an excellent condition of the labor force. Well-educated specialists, yeah qualified workers and the labor cost is like one third in the Europe. Um, Why you have all the big companies coming here. Yes. So this individual are very well educated and they are like highly driven to gain like economic success. So in the terms of number is 12 million people like that, highly skilled, highly education and hungry 
for financial stabilization and success. Amazing. <laughs> when I look at Ireland, the population is what is the four, almost five million. <laughs> the total population. Five million. Yeah, just under it. Okay. But it's interesting, you know, we always say Ireland and Poland always, they work very well together, but the history is very similar. And I think definitely that's why I wanted to talk more about history today and how that leads to where a country is and where, where it is today. It's people, it's culture, and, and mm-hmm. it's very similar for Poland. You know, those hard years, and now you can see how Poland is expanding and, and so much, and such amazing people there, and some great innovation, great ideas, and just getting bigger and stronger in the new world. I think that's, I think that's a strong aspect of that. You know? Yeah, if I, if I can add to that, like how uh, Polish is perceived by the international investors, yes. but it's just like for, for I think it's, uh, we speak about, this was changing in, I think, like 2015. That was the kind of like breakthrough. Okay. And for example, the team uh, Draper, venture capitalist, yes. the billionaire from Silicon Valley, he said that now uh, there is a golden age of Eastern Europe and he's uh, looking here to, to invest. So when Amazon, for example, opened their Polish office, AWS, yes. in 2015, he said that Poland is home to world-class talents and they say that, wow, we are impressed by the experts we have employed and many technology was created here in Poland, like, for example, Alexa. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Yeah, interesting, because um, I also recently interviewed a VP of engineering from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he, he was explaining that uh, the top talent in the world are attracted to San Francisco just because... Of yes, that's true. That's amazing, vibrant environment. Yeah, exactly. I have been there. Yeah, yeah, completely. But he said that he compared the Polish talent to the talent in San Francisco, which I thought was incredible. Yes, but if I can jump in, Ken, this is exactly what, what is the difference. And if we can continue to compare yeah, Polish... Yeah, the cultural differences would be great. Yeah. Thank because you. the talents are here, but there is few elements that are not still in the place. For example, the innovation in USA is a culture. Okay. So the culture is consists from the like ecosystem mm-hmm. and mindset. So the ecosystem is the result of collaboration. It's a self-learning organism creates a transparent, supporting environment. In US, they are very aware that no one will achieve spectacular success alone. So that's why like Stanford and Silicon Valley, they are create this kind of ecosystem when there is a lot of meeting place, networking, sharing, people exchange. Because of that, yeah, this this is this kind of like boiling yeah, <laughs> ecosystem that the things you know can yes. can happen there, and people learn from each other. Yes. And the second thing is the mindset. So we speak about the Polish mentally, but in US they are so aware about the soft. It's it's kind of software to mind, you know, mm-hmm. this software that help you take your potential like hardware yeah. and bring it to you know make things happen. So first things, I think, like the, the most important about the mindset. So it's when we take failure and credibility. So in Poland, if you fail, you're a loser. You get less social credit. It's kind of shame. It's unforgivable. You know, nobody will trust you and, you know, go and kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes and um so in u.s uh the failure is experience it's a lesson it's like kind of uh, in some venture capitalists if you give you even more credit yeah. because of that so they have constructive approach to that in innovation ecosystem the failure the failure is like an asset that help, helps learn from someone else's mistakes. And they say like, fail quickly and cheaply. So fail, get up, think what had happened, and then, you know, do it again and again and again. Because obviously why? Because innovation is like a risky business, yes? It's 90%, it's fail. So yes. if you have this kind of attitude to failure, you don't go very far. Yeah, completely, so, yeah. Uh, do you find that is that changing now in Poland or it's still very much? I think a little bit changing. Mm. I think a little bit changing. But this this is the kind of like roots where we, I don't know, where we came from. Something we need to so, address and work on. Yeah. And um, so the next thing is, uh, is risk. Okay. So in Poland, risk equal to lose something. We are a little bit conservative, skeptics for investment. We wait until we see if it works. Uh, we like proven already check solution. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I tell you earlier about this kind of scarcity mentality. It's about this, there is lack of something. So if you invest, you have to give your things for something that may not work. Yeah. So, but in US, the business culture actually equal risk taking. Okay. So yes, <laughs> yes. So, so the next is collaboration and sharing. So this is the kind of paradox of Polish people because we know how to collaborate in danger, in the crisis. We have this in our DNA. Like now, the situation about the uh, coronavirus. Yeah. You know, we are very solidar. We Polish government actually make this first change. To locked out, to lock our borders. Okay, to, wow. Yes, to not, um, you know, to uh, stop the schools, yes, university. Yeah. It was very fast, very fast. I believe it was somewhere around eight till we make this change from eight till fifteen uh, March. March, yeah, which is very early on. Yes, yeah, so so that was very very fast, but collaboration in the time of peace. Not really, you know, we are suspicious. Yes, lack of trust, lack of social capital, lack of interconnectivity. We learn that. We learn now how important is networking, how important is to share, you know, something, yeah, like knowledge, experience. So in US, collaboration and sharing is uh, important for success. And they have like kind of, um, they love networking. They know how important it is. A small talk, you know, trust, smile, hello, hello. <laughs> because you always can gain something, yes, you know. Yes, always yes. somebody can, you know, bring you something amazing. And was that difficult in coming back to Poland from that culture? Thank you, Ken. <laughs> 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 yes, because I, I, yes, I have, I have normally like very positive yeah. <laughs> attitude, and I really love there too share that yes that was difficult for me and is that something you're bringing with your business now and helping exactly yes you have a very good point yes this yeah. is when i when you take to to clients i have like the high quality of customer experience yeah. and uh, nice with joking with really with yeah, being professional yeah. understanding what is really the need 
don't you know press don't push just check what kind of benefit will be understand the people that is you know behind that's so important you know yeah and so, just on your experience with stanford i mean which is an incredible university this is so are you part of a network now from that university from just being there for that period of time yes i observe some people uh like our uh lecturers in in LinkedIn, I see what they're doing. We, uh, as alumni of Stanford in Poland, the Top 500 Innovators Program, actually that was made in Poland to transplant, take this mentality, yeah. <laughs> like an organ, you know, Fantastic, take yeah. this and transplant to Poland. So we have like at least one a year a gathering. This it's about 500 people, and we meet and we we have kind of like update what's going on in Poland. And actually this this will be the people that bring this kind of innovation vibe here. Because they or they work in the university or they work in a technology transfer centers. Yeah. So obviously that was uh, we, we knew it from the beginning that it will be difficult because of the mentality. And not only I had this impression when I come back from Stanford. Because normally we will come back like, wow, the sun. And they always told us that I will speak about this later. Positive emotion, go for it. You can do it. That's amazing, you know? Which so, I love myself. In fact, that's exactly what I do myself. <laughs> yes. So, but when we came, it was like, you know, this kind of like very hierarchy, septic, like, what? <laughs> Let's come to the fact. Let's come to the detail. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to fail. Yeah. So, so you, could, like you could add a lot of value from your experience. <laughs> yes. Do you also work with international companies or mostly with Polish companies? So uh, now in the Polish companies, but uh, I handle international clients and okay. this is kind of like my, my part because yeah, I, yeah, okay. I think I can understand the, Both I can sides. switch from the like, Polish mentality to the different kind of mentality. Yeah. So do, do you still think we need that link in the, for the next, I mean, going forward for the next few years? And we need to kind of get somebody in the middle to manage, you know, work, if they're working with a Polish company or if they want to sell their service in Poland? You think you need to work then with a Polish partner that understands? Oh, definitely. Sides? Oh, yeah. definitely. We need we need somebody that is kind of in transition, somebody who understands like a Polish culture and uh, the downside of, uh, and the upside of Polish culture and understand the like different country, international culture or this US culture because it's a gap yeah. and it's not. Like I I told you about the history. This is you know no wonder we yeah. have this kind of mentality so i want to say about like still in business when sometimes you know uh, you know i i speak to many different clients and we we sell them this congress about the innovation trends and you speak you think it's you speak with the very innovation company but the innovation is kind of like the layer is something that was put because uh, put like on the top because now it's uh, everybody speak about the innovation. So we're gonna be we're gonna speak about the innovation. So, but sometimes when you you know really when it's really come to risk taking or do something new mm. or a kind of experiment with organization culture, actually, it's not really going. Right. We learn organization culture from international international companies that came here. And because of that, you know, the managers that learn from yeah. that 
then they can pass that knowledge. Mm. But it's very, it's very, very important because you manage di- in different way in the time of crisis of scarcity. Yeah, of course, maybe you need to use fear or you know, like be really mindful about the resources. Yes, yeah. but you don't go very far with this mindset if you want to create an environment when the you know amazing ideas come. Mm-hmm. You, you know, will we bring and then implement? Wow. Yeah, very, very interesting, uh, Elizabeth. And thank you for that background and history. And it even, I learned quite a lot myself, to be honest, in the conversation. It also clarifies a lot of points. Uh, okay. So, what's okay. I mean? Yeah. So, I think Poland, based on what you're saying, I mean, in some way, I mean, Poland seems to be then really still at the early stages of going to that next level. And there's great, there's great opportunity still here. Would you agree with that? I agree. There is potential. But we need uh, we need still a better software. <laughs> if I can summarize yeah. that, a better mentality and as well the environment to support that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I know everything takes time, and it's still like I said, it's only thirty years since communism, you know, collapsed. So I mean, I suppose it'd be amazing to see where we are in another, you know, five, ten, fifteen years, and how that will develop to the next stage. So how about you? What I mean. What's next for you in terms of your business and innovation? Well, I uh, well, I, I want to work in the innovation area. Uh, I like these things because there is like a lot of unpredictable things going on. I like as well to maybe go a little bit more in the future to the like uh, social innovation. I think there is a big potential for for oh. that as well. Um, I think there is uh, this. I like really collaboration culture and um, like if if we can take like collective intelligence to that, um, like the people start to co-create together in the nice environment when there is less hierarchy. Um, that's really interesting. And there is like few attempts to make that in in Poland is create the ecosystem. And now yes. the like you know like. I remember after when I came from uh, Stanford, the, like the word the ecosystem was like, yes. what? We speak about biology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now like a lot of people understand that. And at least there is kind of like official narrative, you know, in the innovation that they understand, oh, if ecosystem, sorry, ecosystem, that we need to build kind of environment that, you know, that something... Uh, so kind of trivial like connectivity between people became very powerful amazing elizabeth and thank you for sharing all this knowledge today i think our audience will really find it very useful uh, to learn a bit more about poland and, and where it's at and where it's going to if people want to learn more about you how, how can they get in touch with you oh i invite in my linkedin Elżbieta Rosek. linkedin Elżbieta Rosek. and uh, thank right. you so much for having me that was for me, it was an amazing opportunity to really kind of try to extract myself and look at us in the different lens. So yes. thank you for Fantastic. that experience. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah.